Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope They Hear This podcast. And today, I hope you hear this conversation with Junie Peck. Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope They Hear This podcast. And today, we're, we're trying something different. And this is at the suggestion of my guest today, Junie. Welcome. What's going on? <laughs> You're, you've been <laughs> here before uh, with the Zealand podcast. You're, yeah. you're the vocalist one, or... Do you guys have a designation? Um, we're a team, and my job happens to be to write songs and put music together like we all do mm. in the group. So, I mean, yeah, we all share. Singer-songwriter. Yeah, singer-songwriter, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were having a conversation a few weeks back, and we were talking about podcasts, and we we're talking about how Joe Rogan does this just conversational format. And we said, hey, why don't we try that once? Because yeah. the thing about the I hope to hear this podcast is we usually have a single topic and we cover it. But I think there's so much in our just lives that um, doesn't have to be contained into one topic. We can span a lot of different things. Just And I think that we can add value by just having a conversation. Yeah. 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 So are you Are you okay? I'm good to go if you are. Okay. Man. So yeah. I practice um, for this. <laughs> <laughs> this is 100% unscripted. Um, so... There might be times where we have to backpedal a little bit <laughs> if we talk about too much, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll just see how it goes. So let's go for it. Yeah, bro. Um, how how was your day? It was all right. I just got back from work. Um, I work all the way in Atlanta, so it takes like an hour to get here. Yeah, all that traffic. But luckily, I do have Peach Pass, so the express lane is super clutch. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you, did you leave work a little alert early, or do you do you get out? Because we're recording this at like five thirty. So yeah. So I usually work from seven to three thirty. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So that's my schedule. And I try to keep that strictly just so it frees me up to do things after work. Okay. Yeah. Well, what kind of stuff do you do usually after work? Mostly church and hanging out with my girlfriend or working on music. Mm. Yeah. You, I'm kind of boring in that way. Actually, those three things I, I really want to dive into. Because, okay, first thing I want to ask you about is you're kind of unique in that you are, well, you're, you're more... You're just say it, dude. You're multiracial, right? Yeah. But I would say culturally, you're more Korean than than your other race, right? So I don't know. I, I don't feel know? like I'm pretty Korean, but also very American at the same time. Mm. Like I actually have a strong and high regard for Korean culture, mm -hmm. uh, even though I might not practice it to the best way I, I should. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I love things like Korean history and what that's done for like our generation but mm. i'm very americanized too then my korean's terrible i can read but i don't know what i'm reading <laughs> <laughs> you just know the sounds that it means yeah, like, yeah 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 okay cool so but um as a korean american you don't really hear about uh many korean americans who attend american churches right yeah typically korean americans still go to korean churches um they just attend the english ministry right yeah but you're you're actually a worship leader at passion Yes. If you guys don't know Passion Church, it's, I mean, Passion Conference, you guys know about that. Louis Giglio, uh, the Passion Band, I mean, Chris Tomlin, David Crowder, all those guys. Real, real heavy hitters in the in the Christian world. But so how did that happen? Like, how, how did you, because I know you started out attending Korean churches. How did you transition into Passion and even become a worship leader there? Yeah, so I was attending a Korean church at the time. Um but I got really convicted of one thing of what, is, what does it mean to be 
more American, if that makes any sense. Because mm. I was kind of like, Korean church will be Korean church. Mm-hmm. And it, sometimes it felt the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I left that church I was attending at the time to go to uh, Passion City Church. Mm-hmm. But um, during that time, I had joined the choir which is where I was able to connect into the worship team. But during that time, I would meet people and, you know, kind of grow. And it was definitely challenging because that Confucianistic right. culture we've grown up in and we're so normal and, like, don't talk unless spoken to. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. being pe- You can't really be peers with people older than you. Mm. Um, like, the young culture, like, none of that is there. So it was right. kind of weird to, like, maneuver through social <laughs> interactions sometimes. Right. <clears throat> but um, I was able to make a really cool community in the choir. And then after about like two and a half years, um, I had the opportunity to lead in the kids ministry and mm-hmm. then in the high school ministry. Um, yeah, so that's kind of, that's a really short version of how I got in. Um, it was definitely difficult as a uh, Asian American in an American church. Mm-hmm. Um you just feel misunderstood a lot of times and there's just not many people that look like you there. Mm. And uh, you never realize how uncomfortable you are until you're put in that position. Mm. And I would actually say I've been challenged more what does it mean to be Korean, especially being in an American church than I have been oh, wow. in a Korean church. Yeah. Mm. So let me ask you this, because when I think of worship leaders at a Korean church, they're usually there because no one else could do the job, right? So it's like, the one guy who actually knows how to play the guitar usually ends up being the worship leader. I've always wondered this. Did you have to, like, audition? Because pa- at, at Passion City. Because it's like a mega church, right? <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> like, um, I feel like that you guys would have, like, a, a audition process and, and you pick, like, the cream of the crop or something like that. Well, um, yeah, so my church experience was like that in the Korean church. Like, you kind of had to versus mm-hmm. you get to. Uh-huh. Um, but so... They have like a different stream where if you want to be a worship leader, you kind of go through the choir. Mm-hmm. And so for the choir, you do a uh, video audition. Oh, okay. And it's the most nerve wracking thing because <laughs> it's like, you know, in the, when you're in the heat of the moment, it's actually happening. Um, you don't care what you look like. But then when you put it on the Internet for them to judge uh-huh. in a different room that you're not in, uh-huh. it's kind of nerve wracking. So I had to sing a song in a video. They did it. And then... Um, yeah, I don't really know how they go about choosing, though, because people have been there for different lengths of time. And, mm. um, yeah, honestly, it just feels like you never know when your opportunity may come. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So. But you, you got chosen, and so you regularly do children's ministry, right? Children's in high school. And yeah. high school. Yeah, okay, yeah. so there are two... So do you do two worship sessions on Sundays? So they have like a whole rostering system. Mm-hmm. And um, one Sunday you'll be rostered for children. And then the, maybe another you'll be rostered for um, high school. Or then you might be um, rostered for the main auditorium, which is the adults. Oh, cool. So, um, yeah, it's they have, they have a big team that allows them to do that. So mm-hmm. it helps with burnout, but also like... Right gives variety in the style of worship. Right, right, right. Cool. Have you have you met Louis Giglio? Giglio? I have shaken his hand. Oh, cool. And told him my name. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's... It's really crazy and special to be around him mm. because uh, from, what I, from what I've seen, he's like a very quiet person. Mm-hmm. And then you would never think that from what you see on stage. Yeah. But he takes his craft very seriously. Yeah, I'm sure. It's yeah. amazing, yeah. Oh, cool. So, I mean... Comparing your Korean church experience to Passion City Church experience, 
what are some of the pros and cons for people who don't know <laughs> of going to an american church or or, or, or just both ways yeah both ways yeah <laughs> i will tell you nothing beats korean church community mm. uh, maybe that's maybe because i'm korean but i've also heard non-koreans say similar things mm-hmm. um I really miss sometimes just hanging out in the parking lot doing nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do that very often. Um, yeah. The youth retreats, like the retreat that we had at SKBC, like, or, or you know, with your church. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and I would say on the other side, it's very organized um, on mm. a passion um, in America, a lot of a lot of American churches, too. It's very organized. Um Everybody is super encouraging. There's a mentality of optimism, mm-hmm. whereas in the Korean church, it's sometimes cynical. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think they put their vision into plan very well. Like mm. execution is a big thing. Yeah. Um, and I will also say that they pour into one another a lot, mm. um, believing for the best one another. But I mean, yeah, there are some. There are some more, but I think those are the big ones that stand out into that's impacted my church experience Mm. for sure yeah yeah that's funny because i know that there's this saying it's kind of a jokey saying american churches spread by planting other churches korean churches spread by infighting and breaking up (laughs) and it's creating two different churches right so yeah it feels um, like they recycle yeah 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 so uh yeah well then kind of talking about your korean culture I, i wanted to talk about uh because like like we talked about, you're multiracial. Um, how how did that affect you kind of growing up? Because I, I don't know if you've experienced this, but Koreans can be judgmental. Um, they can be wary of foreigners uh, or who they perceive to be foreigners. So has that impacted you or has that affected you at all like growing up? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think a lot of Asian guys, especially in that middle school era, mm-hmm. It happened a lot in the East Cobb. Um, there's like a season of boy- bullying mm. that I think a lot of Asian guys, because maybe the kids see like Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan and think like, <laughs> oh, like, does he know that stuff? Yeah. Um, so I've, I've experienced a lot of bullying in the middle school years. Um, but actually during that time in my life, most of my friends were black. Oh, okay. Because um, I went to, I would say a very, I went to a school where it was not very diverse. Mm-hmm. There's mostly... I'm like one of like five Asians and then black and white. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was able to, con- I think looking back at it, I was able to connect with the blacks a lot more just because I think there was that sense of community that we had being the minorities. Right. Um, I would say too that um, growing up at church, I mean, people would joke about it, but nothing like super offensive. I mm-hmm. think the only time I really began to feel that was like when I was dating, mm-hmm. um, maybe about like, five years ago mm-hmm. um this girl and her parents had an issue with it and wow. for me like that had always become maybe felt like a thorn in my side because mm. like man I'm, if I, I really love like korean culture and i would love to have that in the house you know and thinking about man like am i going to be denied because of this mm. which i had no choice in and then are my kids gonna be denied too because mm, of this yeah um, but i mean even within my family i know my mom had a challenge like when she even had me but i think my grandma she like fell in love with my sister and i when mm. 
we were born. So, I mean, I think, yeah, it's just funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's also interesting because you don't, appearance-wise, right away, you don't look Korean. Yeah, everybody like, thinks I'm Latino. <laughs> yeah. You had me, when I first met you, you had me, like, guessing what I thought you were. But your name is straight Korean. Yes. Junie Pack, right? Yeah. So, like, how did that happen? How did that name? Yeah, like, I mean, or just, like, did you never consider getting an English name or anything like that? Or did you just embrace the Korean side? And... Um, so, okay, so I did get a lot of picking on because of my name. I've yeah. heard everything from Jun Hui to Jun Hua. <laughs> right. And one of my, I, you know what's so funny, too? When I was a kid, one of my teacher's names, like, so your name's Jun Hee, right? What if there was, like, a Jun Shi? And at the time, I was like, okay. But then as, like, as I got older, I was like, wow, that's actually kind of messed up. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> but I was so young, I didn't even think about it. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Anyway, um, I forgot what we were talking about. It was just because uh, <laughs> your name and your appearance. Yes, they yes, don't... yes. So um, my my mom actually had a little brother named Jun Hee. Oh, and okay. And so she named me after him. Oh, wow. Um, and so I didn't realize know that until I got older. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually do have an American name. and my, It's from my dad. It's Stefan. Oh. But I choose not to go by that one. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I think, you know, what's funny is I, I, there was actually a season of my life, my, uh, first semester at Kennesaw, Uh KSU, I tried it for a semester going by Stefan, Stefan? Uh but the thing is the persona just felt so different. It did not feel like me. So Mm. I stopped. I was like, nah, you know what I'm saying? It's funny how like a name has an identity attached to it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so (laughs) Stefan was not me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you do have an English name. Okay. Okay. I'm going to click. I'm going to change your name on my phone. Stefan. <laughs> You're going to forget who it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, I, th- I think um, just well, then, I don't know if this, this might be a personal question, so feel free not to answer. Yeah. But so your last name is Pak. Yeah. And your dad obviously wasn't Korean, right? Yeah. So is that was that a choice or how, how did that happen? So um, my mom had me out of wedlock. Uh-huh. And okay. so um, it was actually a very interesting time um, because there were a lot of racial tensions back in the day. Mm. Um, and so... Wait, where, where were you born? I was born in Kentucky. Okay. Yes. Oh, wow. While okay. my mom was on vacation. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Where, where was she on vacation from? Uh, Indiana. Oh, so okay. our family lived in Indiana at the time. Uh-huh. Um, so... Yeah, I don't. I just don't think it was a healthy relationship, from what I know. So, mm. yeah, yeah. So, do you have a relationship with your father? I don't, but he has reached out to me from time to time. I just choose not to respond. Oh, okay. But okay. it's one of those things I'm constantly battling and thinking about. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, so and you have a sister, right? So I do have a sister. D- does she have a relationship with him, or is she kind of in the same boat as you? She's in the same boat. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. But she she has talked to him just for a little bit, but not too much. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. I kind of want to dive a little bit. Feel free, you, man. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, so just, I mean, do you think that kind of affected you growing up? Um, knowing that there's this whole other person out there who you share half your DNA with, uh, but not really knowing what kind of person he was, besides like, anecdotally from your mom, probably, but... Um, so, you know, it's funny as a kid, I did not mm-hmm. because my mom did such a good job of raising my sister and mm. I by herself as a single mother. Mm. So I never actually felt like I was lacking anything. Mm. Um, 
I think the, the times that I did was when like her hands were so full that we couldn't do other things. Mm. And so like in, in that regard, um, but I think as I got older, I definitely feel the effects of it a little bit more. Um, Cause I think like as a man, there's a certain identity and role you play in the family unit. Right. Um, yeah. Like what does it mean to be steadfast and, you know, be the rock of your family to love sacrificially. Um, mm-hmm. Even relationally, like, how should I serve my girlfriend slash future wife? Right. You know, um, how should I love my children for who they are and not what they do? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think now I see that I look for validation in a certain way. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. So I think in that sense, um, it's definitely impacted me, but I'm also of the mindset it was probably for the better too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. um, yeah. No. Well, I, I mean, I, obviously, I don't know uh, the situation at all, besides what you just told me. But just being an opposite... This is all life. He never knew this. Yeah, yeah. I, I had no <laughs> idea. You know, you know what's funny? I always wanted to ask you, but it was I never. It never seemed appropriate. But just it's because, fine. Yeah, yeah. Just because we're on a podcast, I feel like... Yeah, it makes it official. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just me being an optimistic guy, like, yeah, I, I actually, it would be really cool to see as your friend, just to, like, one day, if you kind of, like pursued a relationship with him uh, but this is me just saying it yeah, yeah based yeah. on the very little knowledge that i have you know yeah. what so like what's crazy is this past summer our, our church we went through a series called not forsaken mm-hmm. and it's actually about a fatherless generation it's specifically it's talking about people maybe who their dad was present but he wasn't like physically present or he wasn't like emotionally, emotionally. present uh. or the kids who had a dad but no one like was a no-show right right or the people whose dad passed away, things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things that he said that really stuck to me was like, um, "Who are you to like if your if your father's the one reaching out mm-hmm. like for forgiveness or just to, um, I guess, have some redeeming time with you?" Like yeah. he was saying that really stuck with me. It was like, "Who are you to deny a, a man's chance at redemption?" Mm-hmm. And like that really did stick with me. And um, I don't know. I just. I know, I know, I don't know 50% of the story. Mm. At the same time, I'm like, it's one of those things where there's no right answer for me when I look yeah, at it. Because, sure. like, I have so much respect and honor for my mom. Right, that, yeah. Um, I don't want her to feel betrayed. But at the same time, like, mm. as an adult, I'm an individual now, too. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's some of, one of those things I'm definitely thinking and praying through. Yeah. Um, because there might be a day where it's too late. And mm. what would I feel that way? or feel that day you know so. yeah yeah wow that's deep yeah yeah oh i mean we'll be praying for you too man that's because i so just from my perspective when i could because i have a new perspective now being being a father and just i can't imagine me somehow being you know our me my relationship with my daughter being severed somehow and then me later on like trying to see if i can reconnect with her yeah and i'm I'm not again i'm not saying what you're doing is wrong because i don't know the situation but i would just be yeah i I don't know like reconciliation and um just developing new relationships i think um they're just really beautiful things so but i'll just be praying that that, uh whatever is best for you no you're right that's the thing too like he might not be the man he was back then Mm. 28 years ago yeah 
Wow. Yeah. So. So so you've you've never actually like met him face to face though. Huh? So I've met him like as a kid, like maybe when I was like three, but mm. I have like no recollection of any sort of activity wow. together. Do you know what he looks like? Like, would you recognize yes, him? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I've I've seen his like Facebook and like he'll that's why how he contacts uh, me through Facebook. Uh, right? Yeah. Uh, oh so, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just gonna hop onto the next topic. Yeah, or <laughs> next thing want. I want to ask about. Um, so you you mentioned your your girlfriend, uh, yep. Jane. She's tell us best. tell us your story. I want to know like how you guys uh, got together and you know. Yeah, so this story is hilarious. Um, <laughs> so we were actually serving on a worship team through Everest at the same time. Okay. And what's funny is years before, um, we have a mutual friend before we had ever ever met Selena Chang. Um, mm-hmm. And she was on the podcast two episodes ago. Yes. Yeah, yeah she was. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, what's funny is she had, I'll let Jane tell her story if she ever ends up on this podcast. Yeah. No, no. Um, so I already asked her. Um, yeah, yeah. She, she, she said yes. So. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for telling me, Jane. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll let her tell her side. But uh-huh. um, she had always mentioned, she's like, hey, do you know Jane? I feel like you guys would get along really well because you guys are very like, very extra mm. essentially <laughs> <laughs> okay um but f- so we finally had the chance to connect at through everest worship team i'd actually had her number so i had, like texted her i was like hey like would you be interested in like serving at the everest worship team uh no interest at the time really mm-hmm. um i'm not gonna lie actually i did <laughs> okay there, there it is yeah yeah <laughs> um um actually from afar before i had ever met i actually always thought she was very pretty but, oh okay um uh, I always felt drawn to her. Anyway, we're... but now now you had the the entry right. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The excuse we have a reason. To like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Every guy needs that. Uh-huh. We just need one chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, I think it was about a six month period because we were playing for or we were rehearsing for base camp, which was we met in January, started playing in January. Um, this was of 2017, mm-hmm. actually. So 2017. And so from January to May, we're practicing for base camp. And then along the way, she got this job opportunity in Colorado mm. for uh, like a nine-month program. And when I found that out, I was like, mm, oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, heartbreak. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, that kind of sucked. And I'm not going to lie. I was like, I guess this isn't the one. Mm. Because for me, I actually haven't dated for like 10 years up until that point. Mm-hmm. Like dated, dated. Um, and so... After when we had found that out, we, she didn't know if she was gonna go yet or not. But then she ended up going. But um, towards the end of the month, she had a going away party at her house uh-huh. at, at June, um, and so that was actually one of the saddest moments of the year for oh, me. Oh man! And uh, apparently, we were both feeling each other <laughs> because that was like I gave her a goodbye hug, and that was the best hug I had ever had in a <laughs> long time, and so. <laughs> Um, it's just funny how without realizing it, we both like had something Mm. because apparently that week of the worship event too, Mm -hmm. she had told her friend that she thought I was interesting. Uh, uh Anyway, so, um, about two weeks later, she was going away to drive to Colorado with her parents Mm. and at like five o'clock in the morning, cause that's like when I get up for work, Mm. I was like, Hey Jane, I said this long, like page and I was like, just praying for you, you know, the, the stupid things guys say to get, <laughs> to get yeah. in the door. And she yeah. was like, 
oh yeah definitely you guys should come visit and when i saw like you guys i'm like uh, nah just me like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and so um yeah after that i was like i guess this is it i guess it wasn't meant to be mm. um but then from that moment on, like in the moment on, it kind of snowballed. We just kept texting and texting. It kept build, kept building up. And mm-hmm. so um, finally, like maybe two months later, actually no, it was a month later, uh, she was the she was the one who had like, she was like the grown man in this one. So oh. she, like, she texted me. She was like, hey, Junior, I don't know what you're doing, what you're thinking, but I really need to know like where this is going because like I live all the way out here and you uh. live out, all the way out there. But I also feel like God is calling me to like really prune me in this season. So I think it's not, I think it's best uh-huh. we don't talk for a while. Wow. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, and so I needed time to like flesh out the response. So I, yeah. I did, right? And so I was like, you know what, like, for me, I'm willing to fight for this one because I really like this girl. Uh-huh. And so one of the things I would pray is like, okay, one, Lord, keep all the other guys away from her. <laughs> all Number the Colorado two, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Lord, like if she's mine, give her to me. Uh-huh. Um, and so what's funny is two days later, she finally texted me and she's like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, you just said you didn't want to talk. <laughs> then, Did you say that? Or were you thinking that? I actually did say that. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. I was like, because from, okay, oh, yeah, I forgot to say. So I responded like, hey, like, I never want to get in the way of what God's doing in somebody in somebody's life. So, yeah, definitely, I'll be praying for you. Um, um, I hope everything goes well, right? Mm. And then two days later, she responded, hey, what's up? How you doing? You know, wow. just here checking in. I'm like, whatever. Like, <laughs> and for me, I was confused because, like, for me, it's important that if we, th- especially throw around the God card, mm-hmm. um, we ha- it has to hold some weight. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, it tells me a lot about her, like, as far as, like, I would love it if, like, we could serve God to some extent. I need to know, like, hey, is this woman willing to, like, go through the dirt if she has to, you know? Yeah. Um, so we, so we I, let it, I didn't say anything. Uh, I did say that, but then we still kept talking for the next two days. And then finally, I was like, um hey you mind if we talk on the phone whatever and so i called her um and i was like hey um i'm just kind of confused right now because i know you said you didn't want to talk for like the next like six months or whatever mm-hmm. um but i really think it's important if you feel like god is calling you to the season then you should honor that mm-hmm. um and then i called it kind of told her my intentions and i was like hey i really do like you and i do want to be with you but if now is not the time then um now is not the time right um and so <laughs> Wait, at this point did you know that she had a like it was only a nine month program that she would eventually be back or so the thing is it was a it was a nine month program that could have it pretty much contracted hired oh. essentially. It was an internship kind of deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um but she might have gotten hired to a different area. Mm-hmm. So um Yeah. Um she was like I was like, Hey, what if what if we do this? Let's uh let's actually like take a certain amount of time and reconvene and see how we still feel. Cause it might just be an emotional high in the excitement of being mm. long distance and whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause we did have great conversation. It was one of those things where like you felt like you've known somebody for so long, even oh, though wow. it's been like only a month. Yeah. Um, so it felt really special. So she picked a day, which is September 1st, which is very recent. And from that moment on, or from that day on to 90 or to to nine one to September first, it was mm-hmm. actually forty days, oh. and because we're like super Christian, we're like, oh my gosh, forty days is definitely maybe I definitely need to like fast and pray about this. Uh-huh. Um, but we did, we didn't fast, but yeah. well, she might have, but I definitely saw the Lord on this one. Um, 
And then we, we agreed to that, like, if let's see how we feel. I will come to Colorado to talk about this face to face because like, mm. I'd rather be told no to my face. Wow. It's because then over the phone, because mm. I felt like there's no closure, you know, like for me anyway. Um, so after that, um, <laughs> on the day of her birthday in between, which um, she uh, had a bunch of her friends over and I sent her a gift oh, to wow. kind of let her know, hey, I'm still you're still around thinking about you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, um, but because we also had an we had an agreement, no talking during the forty days. So mm-hmm. I sent her that, sent her a card. She didn't respond, which is cool. It's fine, whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, whatever, Jane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but on this the same day of her birthday, I actually tore my Achilles, and oh, so yeah, this yeah. really messed things up because like freak, I can't go to Colorado now <laughs> if I need to, right? Um, so I was really bummed and um. I had to get surgery, and mm. so we had to push it off. Um, but then finally, the day of the nine uh, one, the forty days, I, f- I finally texted. I was like, "Hey, happy forty days!" <laughs> 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 we finally got back to talking, and then um, we didn't want to make it official through text right. or the phone, right? right. So um, our friend Jonathan Choi, yeah, um, shout out to my guy. Um, <laughs> he was getting married, and so. Finally, the day of the night before his wedding, she was flying in. Oh, this is the fun part of the story too. Oh. He he needed a pianist for his wedding, and uh-huh. Jane is like classically trained. She's super good, very professional. Um, I was like, yo, like, what if she's like he he actually came and he's like, what do you think about Jane? I was like, dude, if you get her to come, I will pay for the ticket. Wow. <laughs> uh-huh. But she had no idea, right? Uh huh. Um, so I was like, easy, yeah, get her to come here. <laughs> so I, I didn't even care. I was like, I just want to see this girl. Um. And the funniest thing was at the day of the wedding rehearsal, like, yeah. so every, all of my friends knew at the time of, uh, about us, right? Yeah. So she had got to the we- uh, dress rehearsal way earlier than I did, mm-hmm. and everybody was making fun of her, <laughs> laughing at her, and because, like, it was just exciting. Yeah, um, yeah. Something's about to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so um, when I got there, it, was, it just got way worse. <laughs> Because I just like I'm still walking on crutches, mm, yeah, yeah, so yeah. like whenever I walk towards her, it's very obvious where I'm going. Cause everybody can hear me, you know. They see your trajectory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, um, after the dress rehearsal, we went to Mozart, and mm-hmm. then we prayed together for a relationship, and then we made things official. Oh. Thinking back at it, we pr- should have been the other way where we made it official and then prayed. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And so, then, so your official start of your relationship was. The day before Jonathan's wedding. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, wow, wow! <laughs> yeah, I remember his wedding. You, I, I do remember you limping down the aisle. Yeah. In, in those crutches. I yeah. got more love than they did on yeah. the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, you know, actually, what's funny is I actually thought you guys had been dating for a while, uh, at the wedding day. Like when I saw you two, like from afar, like I was like, oh, I, looks like I wonder if they like. Started. Why do you think that? I don't know. It's just uh. I don't know if there was a specific moment, but just you guys seemed very comfortable around mm-hmm. each other. And I, it might have been the atmosphere, too, because yeah. it's like a wedding. There's like love is in the air kind of thing. For sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. We're right in the highs. Um, yeah. So how has the relationship been since then? So so she, you guys made it official, and this was when she was still in Colorado, right? Because she, she had to go back. Yeah, she did go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did that play out? I'm not gonna lie. When she went back, it was hard. I was like, mm. "No, yeah," because um, 
we had finally we we still haven't had a date at this point to be mm. honest with you and so the wedding was pretty much like yeah the that, closest... that time at mozart and the <laughs> wedding was like that was it you uh-huh. know um so <laughs> it sucked i'm not gonna lie yeah um, long distance is very difficult and <clears throat> very expensive mm. <clears throat> but maybe um sorry i get phlegm very easily no it's just fine <clears throat> this is raw and live <clears throat> um Actually, a month later, to celebrate our first month together, uh-huh. I was like, hey, I'm coming to Colorado. Oh, all right. And so at this point, I'm still in my boot <laughs> and in, my, in a wheelchair. Uh-huh. So literally one of my best guys, James Rowe, he uh-huh. um, took me to the airport. I had to ride a wheelchair through the airport. <laughs> um, I, when I flew down, uh, flew over to Colorado, they had to put me in a wheelchair and then take me out of the airport. Wow. I had to get escorted to Jane. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to lie, when we, when I finally saw her and we saw each other, because I'm in my wheelchair, it was the most funny thing. <laughs> um, and so I'm telling the story to kind of get back to like a, like what it's been like. But uh-huh. um, she we had so much fun because it was like the first time we actually got to spend time around the city mm. and just hang out yeah um get to actually know one another like beyond just the phone the context mm. of the phone um and then actually because that day i had bought her flowers too because it was the first time and mm. um she actually hates roses fun fact oh uh, she loves tulips because i brought that to her world uh, well, wait, so did you like have like a thing of roses while you were like being wheeled out of the airport or no nah, you... i wish oh <laughs> but like i had like two bags and i can't carry much uh, and my crutches uh-huh. and on the wheelchair so i was just like i can't carry that much yeah i had it shipped okay yeah, gotcha. yeah so it was like yeah. perfect timing by the time we got back to our house i actually think it was there oh wow yeah, so super clutch wow. and um so like that we went to like our first dinner reservation too at this place called L five and it's like on a it's like a um, it's on a high rise where you can see the whole city. Wow. It's a very nice like tapas place. Is, were you guys in Denver? We were in Denver, Colorado, okay. uh-huh. yes. Uh-huh. Um honestly the best night of my life. And wow. I think we, we both still say that like the excitement <laughs> and the fun of that night was just like next level. Mm. Um and then after that, like uh we went back or I had to go back to Atlanta, but that was very hard mm. because it's like, man, like, is this how it's going to be like right. for us to see one another? Um, so went back to Atlanta. We we're both like dying and tearing up and whatever. Um, that was not fun. But then finally, uh, about two months later, she, her internship thing ended and mm-hmm. she decided she wanted to come back home to Atlanta. Wow. So I flew out to Colorado. We drove her back and then she had to go back. Uh, you drove from Colorado to, to Atlanta. I flew to, wow. I flew to Colorado. Packed, we packed up her apartment and we drove back to Atlanta. How long did that take? It's 20 hour, 21 hour drive. Wow. Did you yeah. drive all the way through? The whole way. Wow. Anything to look good for my girl. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and her family too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I want her, I want, they're like asking like, does he do man things? Like, <laughs> yeah, I do man things. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, after that, she came back to Atlanta, but then she got a job opportunity in St. Louis. So oh, wow. long distance again. Again. Right? Uh-huh. Um, so that's kind of been the trend of our our story for the first year mm. but finally about after like three months of in st louis she finally moved back to atlanta after getting another job position mm-hmm. um but yeah every time the back and forth between flying in and out of atlanta for her and the long distance relationship it was very difficult and challenging i'm sure um, yeah 
And every time we met up, it had a certain level of excitement to it, which is special. Like, because we never fought. Right. This is what I'm getting to. Because when uh, she finally moved back to uh, Atlanta, uh-huh. it was a different story now because we could see each other more often, finally get to know, like see how each other lives. Yeah, you, um, you see different sides of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, when we, when we drove back from Colorado, that was the first time I met their, her family. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, like, that was interesting alone, too, because I didn't plan for it to be that early. And <laughs> yeah. I also looked like a bum. But uh, also... you've been going... driving for 21 hours. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, it was just it was just hilarious how that happened um, to be. And so, um, dang, I'm losing my track. So, now that you're more close distance... Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. So, like, we're both... Very, like Selena said, going back to what she was saying, we're mm-hmm. both very extra, very... Uh, strong character strong-willed people uh-huh. very opinionated mm. which is good because we always have great conversation which mm. is, i think is to our benefit i think we've had to learn how to navigate and maneuver through and nuance through each other's uh strong-willed stubbornness mm-hmm. um but yeah it's the first fight is always the hardest one oh yeah because you don't fully understand um why certain things and i don't know if anybody's like an enneagram nut we, we love the enneagram it's helped our relationship it mm-hmm. helps me mostly so i'm like an enneagram number one which is the perfectionist mm-hmm. or the reformer and i see the world as it should be and i have a strong need to be perfect or without mm-hmm. blemish and she's a six which is a loyalist mm-hmm. and they have a strong need for security oh interesting yeah um and so anytime we would argue it would sometimes feel like she wasn't safe, you know? Mm. And so like mm. as a one, like it's simple. Everything is logical. It's yes or no, if then else, whatever. You know? Right, so, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then but for her it's like, hey, like, no, I, I need to feel validity and security uh, in our relationship, but also in how I personally feel. Mm. Um, that's been the biggest challenge for our relationship because for me, like, I am a huge feeler, but at the same time, like I also try not to blow things out of proportion, but that's the thing. And I'm not saying she does blow things right. out of proportion. <laughs> yeah. but I think Let's this be is careful com- here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a common thing you hear between guys and girls about yeah. how guys are stupid, but they're just logical, but mm. girls are overly sensitive, but um, overthinking every- a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's been a challenge, but I think we've definitely sharpened and definitely help each other grow. Mm. And I think that's... I think that's what we wanted because early on we did we had talks of marriage and that was our intention growing in. Right, right. We both didn't want to waste each other's time going into this if it wasn't for that. Um, yeah. So. No. Wow. So now that you guys are together, so how long have you? How long has you been back? From from St. Louis. Um, I would say about a year and six months now. Mm. Yeah. Do you do you ever wish that she went away again? Not at no, all. Okay. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trick question. That was the right answer. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. So, yeah, it's. I think um, with, I mean, with me and my wife as well. The tone and the emotion that I convey with my words is more important than the actual words that I say sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it can get confusing because for me it's the other way. Like tone and emotion doesn't matter. It's the content of the words that are really important and paramount in a conversation. Mm, yeah. 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 So we. we we used to. We, it's funny because ever since we got married, we've had maybe one or two like actual fights, and we've been married what? for yeah, yeah. So it's we've gotten to a point where like wait, how long has it been now? Uh, 
two and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the, we, we fought a, the most during our wedding planning. It's, I hear that a lot. Yeah. yeah so yeah. when you when you get there, get ready for it. But I think <laughs> we we fought so much and we started understanding each other's perspective so much that nowadays, like, we'll still get upset at each other. Um, but we kind of know how to handle it from both sides. Yeah. Like, I'll get upset at her. And then she'll know that sometimes I just need my space. So she'll leave me alone. Or like when she gets upset at me, like I'll know to like go like talk to her and like comfort her and things like that. So are you guys both passive aggressive? Um, she's definitely passive aggressive. Um, like what you guys will wait for things to boil up before and they get bigger than they need to be kind of thing. Uh, it, we used to be when we were dating. It used to be like that. Uh, not anymore, though. So what happens, what tends to happen now is, um, like, because the, the boiling up happened when we each went to our own houses. Like, we would fight about something, or, like, something would happen. We would each go home, and we would overthink it, and then it would boil up. But now that we're around each other all the time, we, there's, it's almost like a release valve. Yeah. Um, we were able to talk through it, just, and knowing that we have to, like, sleep next to each other. We know that we have to resolve it. Otherwise, yeah. our lives are going to be miserable. So um, yeah, we just we become less passive-aggressive and we, we take the approach of, all right, something's wrong. Let's talk about it. Have you guys made rules around it? Like, hey, like we need to squash this before we go to bed. So that's one thing, one advice we always got right before we got married. It's mm -hmm. like uh, from church friends, never go to bed angry. Mm -hmm. um, so we... We don't always do that. There are days where we're just like, ah, screw it. And we just go to sleep. Like, but then... Which is easier for guys. Th there, yeah. was, there was one time, this is the only time in our marriage, but there was one time I literally slept on the couch because like, I, I didn't want to deal with it. I was like, screw this. Oh, no. I just, yeah, I went to sleep. <laughs> and then like, surely I woke up in the morning like, did you sleep down here? I was like, yeah. And then we were fine after that. But yeah, typically if we get into an argument or we disagree with something, um, yeah, we, we talk about it on the spot. But that's that's been helpful because we used to not do that. We used I'm sure to it's a practice for sure. Right? Yeah, like it's a team effort. Yeah, yeah. So with, Shirley told me this. Um, she said before we got married, if she got mad at at me enough, her mentality would be screw it. I'll just go date someone else. Like there's nothing <laughs> there. Like because pre marriage, there's nothing like covenantly like binding us together. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So like she always had like she. I'm sure she never really like considered it, but there's a sliver of, I guess, op option in the back of her head saying, you know, if it really doesn't work out here, I, I can do better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't need this relationship, you know, like. But when, when you guys were dating, did you date with the mindset of, like I'm gonna serve her as if she was my wife? Yeah, I, I think for both of us, okay. we got into it. Um, like like you guys, we didn't want to waste each other's time. Yeah. Um and. Yeah, we definitely had intentions going into it. But it, we also understood that if at one point we realized that we weren't the ones for each other, that we would let it go. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, we, we never got close to breaking up or anything like that. Um, but um, because Shirley had that escape hatch in the back of her head, she didn't feel the need to resolve things right away. But that changed once we got married. Now it's like it's forever until I die, you die. Already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, she, she's she now understands the urgency of of resolving things. So she's more because I'm I'm I was like that when we were dating, we we would fight and I would say what's wrong immediately and we we got to talk about it now. But she wanted to stew on it a little bit and, and just 
she wanted time to be angry about it before we Super resolved it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but now, now that's kind of, we've met in the middle. Um, I give her time when she needs it, but she also knows that I want to resolve things, so she'll do it faster than she's comfortable. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. You, you have all that to look forward to. Because, man, marriage is a different different beast. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I'm sure. It's really great. Yeah, the benefits totally outweigh the 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 negatives. Yeah, but yeah, marriages. It kind of intimidates me if I'm honest. You think? I feel like it's such a like. So for me in my own life, like mm-hmm. I haven't seen it mod like what it means to like going back to the dad thing. Mm-hmm. Like, what does a healthy marriage look like? And mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's just obviously if you look at the Bible and love the church as Christ or love your wife as Christ loved the church, you know, yeah. like yeah, but like to see it modeled on like in human relationships like mm. it's very intimidating like mm. that's been, that's been the hardest part for me in our relationship is just dying to myself mm. especially if i don't think it's a big deal you know what I'm saying? right 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 um but you yeah. know the the thing that um i have some so i i think the pop culture has ill-equipped future men right so the, yes. the, what i mean by that is like we have to apparently we have this need to be macho for some reason and i don't think that's an innate thing i don't think we're born that way i think uh, influenced by social media or pop culture or whatever it may be um, we grow up and learn that we we should have this desire to be man's man right and how are you defining man's man like what in your mind what's a man's man like toxic masculinity is is kind of what i'm talking about right so um like men need to lead like men need to be right like you don't take any crap from other people and when we see a guy treating his wife or girlfriend really well what do we automatically say oh we know who wears the pants in that relationship uh, gotcha. you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. it's looked down upon and so um we grow up thinking that if we're nice to our significant other we're somehow less of a man or weak yeah. or weak or something but i actually think it takes more strength to be that way yes i totally agree to swallow your pride and to say you know what i know i'm right but i'm still gonna serve you and i'm still gonna like let you kind of like raise you up instead of like trying to bring you down yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's really difficult to do Um, yeah so i think that's the biggest thing i've learned being a husband um i'm not perfect at it obviously but striving to be that way i think has been the biggest like assisting factor in our relationship yeah yeah so i don't know i don't know you didn't ask for it but that's my advice to you no no (laughs) yeah i love listening to people's stories and then yeah yeah Yeah. because i'm always trying to figure out ways like through other people's stories like Mm -hmm. how could i do better Mm -hmm. um yeah because you guys have way more wisdom and experience than those (laughs) who hope to be like who are hoping for it when you while you guys are in it so Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean yeah is this for this is what i tell all like when I used to teach Bible study at my church for the youth group, I always tell the guys, hey, if you ever want to get married one day, you have to learn how to, even when you think you know that you're right, how to choose, pick and choose your battles, pretty much. Yes. Yeah. Hey, can you, for a second, can you tell yeah. me what that means to pick your battles? Yeah. What? The reason I'm asking is because Jane's always like, what does that actually mean? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I just want to hear from your perspective. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, what it means is I look at it as a whole, right? The relationship as a whole. And I think about what can I gain from winning this battle? 
Like, if let's say that we're fighting about, hey, you told me that we have to go to this thing uh, at two o'clock, but you forgot to mention that it's actually at one or something like that, right?、Mm. Like, you messed up and now, like, we're late and we're in this situation because you messed up. And if my wife were to say, no, actually, I actually told you the right time and we fight about it, I think about that fight and say, what can I actually gain from winning this argument? It's a lose lose. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. so, like, in, in that moment, I'm just like, I know, or I feel like I know that she was wrong, but I'll just say, you know what? Maybe you did tell me, maybe, and I was wrong. Because the, the benefit of winning that totally. There's no value. Yeah, it's the. It's not edifying at all. Exactly, exactly. And, but then there are battles that I, I think、um, I absolutely do fight. Like, it's a hill to die on, is like, when, it, when we talk about, like, biblical truth, right? Or, like, how. Um, I feel like God is designing our family to be, but she, for non biblical reasons, say otherwise.、Um, like, those are kind of the things that. Yeah. yeah. And, and she does the same too. Because there are times where I, like, selfish reasons, I, I'll say, let's do it this way, but she knows that that's not God honoring. Yeah. Then she'll, she'll say, hey, you know what? I don't think that's right. And、um, those are battles that we both pick,、um, but other frivolous battles. We, we just say whatever and gotcha, kind、gotcha. of like, a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now I know. I, I, know, I know there are people who,、um, I'm not going to drop any names, but you know what? I will. Like Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jim. Like, well, GYM, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. You're, hey, you're the one who、uh, suggested that, right? Gymnasium. Yeah. yeah. Gymnasium. <laughs> <laughs> but、um, yeah, he's, he's been a frequent guest on this podcast, but I, I feel like. Well, I, I don't want to speak on、uh, his relationship with his girlfriend, but when I talk to him, he's a very, I will die on any hill that I think I'm right on. Like, if I think I'm right, you know what? This is a conversation. This is an argument we're going to have to the death kind of guy. Is he going to hate us for talking about this right now? I, I don't know. Nah, he's, he's probably not. Whatever. Does he actually listen to this podcast? I don't, no, you know what? That's the thing. <laughs> I, I think he only listens to the ones that he's on, so I think we're okay. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> He is like full of himself. No, no, no. But you know what? Because <laughs> you're on it, he might listen. Because I know he really likes you. So you know. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I like him too. So、um, I'm going to shift gears again because I feel like we've talked about this enough. But unless you, unless, is there anything else you want to talk about regarding relationships? They're hard, but they're so worth fighting. And、oh, I'm super thankful for Jane. For sure. Oh, yeah. We just had our two year anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, 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 yeah. So,、um, Did you guys do anything special?、Uh, we went to Chamagacha. Best steakhouse,、wow. in my opinion. Honestly, yeah, I think they have everything. You have to get the bottom sirloin, yeah, it's so good. Um, yeah, and then we just talked about the future, which is good because I try to make sure that we're on the same page and moving forward together. So,、mm. yeah, wow, that's, that's,、awesome. that's uh, all you can eat Brazilian steak, yes. You used to be in Atlanta, it used to be Fogo de Chao was like the best, but yeah, Chamagacha, I heard, is a、uh, probably has surpassed. I think it's, I, I personally, like, I think Chama is one of the best restaurants in Atlanta. Wow. But I might just be a, a noob, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, then obviously you have the resources to do these sort of things because you have a job. Because Chama Gadja is not a cheap restaurant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you have resources because you're a working man, right? But I, I wanted to ask you because we, we talked about this a little bit,、um, but I want to have a full blown conversation about this. Um, have you ever considered your balance between chasing your passions and chasing your career?、Um, and what implications that would have in your life? 
for sure. Um, There's just so much to this topic. It's just hard, so hard to cover. So uh, let me try to like break it down. But one, I think, so I'm actually like the first in my family to graduate college. Oh, wow. So like there's kind of, and I'm the first son. Mm -hmm. Actually, I'm the only male in like my direct family too. Wow. So like, I think like a lot of immigrant people who came from Korea, there's like, there's not like a a wealth foundation built Mm. yet and Mm -hmm. generationally. Mm -hmm. So like, I kind of feel that responsibility. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is an honor because like, and this kind of stuck with me, but kind of related to this topic in Proverbs, it says a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Mm. And like, are we thinking that far ahead? Mm. Because... We got to be willing to work hard so that our kids could do better and bigger things than we did, right? Mm. Um, so there's that aspect of it. And then there's the passion, which, like, since I was, like, in, like, five, not, not five years old, but maybe since I was, like, 10, I've always wanted to be, like, a musician, mostly, like, a worship music kind of person, mm-hmm. which is my, like, greatest desire and to, like, speak into the community using that mm. and... um like, if we're honest, it's not, it's one, it's not something that a lot of people go after, especially because it's worship music and the market for it is so small. And then like, you throw on top of it that there's not even like any ra- uh, Asian representation in mm. that specific field. It just feels even more difficult. Mm. And because um, I've seen like some of the other like Asian American artists, like secularly, like, they wrestle and struggle so hard to represent and they represent strong, but it's a challenge, you know? Um, and to be honest, we need them out there. Yeah. Um, so like, those are like the two main conflicting ideas I have right now. Right. Um, because I do want a family and not to say that I can't do that while doing both because that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, well, we're not married yet, but like, that's what I plan to do, you know? Um, because generationally we have not been in this country very long Mm. and so like it's just going to take more time for things to get built Mm. um i would definitely love to work on a full time like the the passion aspect like turn it into my occupation one of my fears is that it becomes an occupation and doesn't Uh, feel fresh you know what i'm saying because right now it's my escape Mm. and i write from a place um had I not had the work experience, I wouldn't have some of the songs wouldn't be written out of that life experience. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. So um, it's weird, like, because God could use it in that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And at the same time, like, it's more than just music. You probably feel this too, but building a marketing platform. Oh, yeah, yeah, and- yeah, yeah. Getting people like building a following is a whole other animal and beast that, like, honestly, like, Zealand wise, we're just not good at. Mm. And, um, yeah, like it's just it's just really intimidating, scary because all some of us are on the brink of like want, like working towards marriage, uh, some of us having kids. Um, but like for me, like one of the things I keep seeing is like I envision my like ten year old self who had this dream, like and he looks at my life, like mm-hmm. would he be like, "Hey, I'm proud of you," like I'm proud of the man I become. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. um, I also want to give the opportunity for my kids to dream bigger. Mm. And if I said, like, I don't think it has to be one way. 
But I do think at, at a certain point, there does have to come a sacrifice, whether it's the passion or the occupation. Yeah. And so right now, like, it, it does suck. Like, I'm not going to lie. There's so many times where I'm sitting off. I'm like, what's the point of this? Like, this, what, what I do matter? Like, yeah. Um, and for me, honestly, it's like, I don't want to be in the management, if I'm honest. Like, I can't, mm. I don't think I would ever want to deal with people. Like, I like the, the data job where you're kind of like, you do a lot of insight, um, analytics, and yeah. all those kind of things. Like, you provide information, but you don't have to necessarily manage anybody. Yeah. Because it still provides value, but not in a way where you have to hold people's hands, you know? Right. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. There's just, It's just, I feel like, too, community-wise, like, that building the following aspect, like, I think what we have to come to realize, too, is, like, especially as an Asian-American community, in order for our dreams, individual dreams to come together, like, as a community, we also have to work together. Yeah, yeah. And that goes to, like, believing in one another, supporting one another, and supporting sometimes has to be sacrificial. Hmm. Um, because I think, especially in our era right now, everybody's always wanting more representation but nobody's willing to sacrifice for it mm. um and so like yeah i don't know it's, it's tough there's just so yeah. much to it yeah yeah yeah, yeah but you know because one interesting thing you said is you want to work so that your kids can do something bigger right I, I wonder if that's already been laid out for you meaning that the sacrifices that your mom went through raising you and putting you in this really great position um, affords you the opportunity to pursue music and things like that. Yeah. Because that's, that's something that I think about all the time. Because uh, my parents, I mean, growing up, my dad really sacrificed a lot. And we, I grew up pretty comfortable because of, um, yeah, everything he did. And I know that what he would say he wants me to do is have a stable home and family and all that stable income. But I'm uniquely positioned to do something, chase a passion, to chase a passion that he wasn't afforded. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. he, out of necessity, needed to work to provide for our family because it meant that's well survival, right? Yes. But especially because they didn't speak the uh, the language and the all English, that. Yeah. The English. <laughs> they didn't speak the, the language. Um, but you know, me and you, there's even if we lost our jobs and we did something else we wouldn't starve to death like we would find ways to support ourselves um because we are american right so i don't know i i, I think about that a lot um and i talk to everyone who i talk like whoever has a passion i talk to them about it like yeah i, I know that you want to honor your parents but i wonder if honoring them in a different way will end up honoring them more, you know? I know exactly what you mean. That's yeah. that's something I've been wrestling with too. Um, so here's a funny story though. So like I kind of have this other aspect ingrained in me. So like growing up, I, I started working at my family store. It's mm -hmm. like a beauty supply since I was like eight years old. Mm -hmm. So any lunch money or anything that I needed, like I paid for myself. Wow. So like I had this self-reliance thing about me. Mm. So like um, for me to rely on somebody takes a lot of humility out of me uh, because for so long, like I've had to do it for myself. Right. And not right. that they wouldn't give me lunch money, but like it was to teach me a, a core life lesson, the mm -hmm. value of a dollar, which is so important. Right. Mm -hmm. But 
it also instilled in me hard work. Like for my family, actually education wasn't the most important thing. I think for my family, it was like faith, honestly. Mm. Wow. Um, so, um, like going through high school, I had to pay for my own cell phone and everything. Like, and wow. so like, the, everything like that, like I paid for my own college, get, did that. And so like, I'm at a place right now, like it, it's just so hard because yeah, I don't know, man. There's yeah, yeah there's a lot. I, I can yeah. like go back and forth between both ways. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think about that too because like I don't, I don't want them to feel like I'm a bum though because like, you know that right. feeling where it's like yeah, Junie's pursuing this passion. How, how's it going? Yeah, he's just working on music in the basement. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not yeah. that that like should matter because I think I mean you know what it's like to be yeah. creative. Like you need those alone quiet times to dig deep and find the, mm-hmm. like, the nuggets you know what i'm saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so yeah it, there's just so much because like yeah because you have to save up money and then it, once all that's gone you're gonna have to get back to work but yeah. doesn't mean i could do part-time jobs along the way and right it's just it's just hard because like i'm not gonna lie there are quite times where i question like is this really what i want to do yeah is this yeah. what i was actually made to do <clears throat> because for the longest time I was young, I was like, it's without question what I want to do. But now as I get older, like, you know how, like, the inner voice inside you kind of, like, becomes... Wait, do you mean, are, are you referring to your job job or, your, or music? Music. Oh, like, like were I, you made to do music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like, um, well, I mean, I, I feel like you have a lot of confirmation around you that you were. What did you say? Huh? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, but it's just like I don't know about you, but as I've gotten older, my uh-huh. inner voice is very doubtful. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially if you don't see things moving. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, and that that's the thing. Recently, I've had to kind of uh-huh. realize this comes back to the validation thing. Mm. Um, my identity, my validation can't be in how many followers on Instagram we have, right? Or right. what people think of our music. By the way, if you're not if you're not following Zealand already on Instagram, you guys need to go follow them. Please, maybe. that would be amazing. I would really appreciate that. <laughs> and Spotify, and add us on your playlist. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> I mean, it's really good music, so we're doing you a favor by, by pointing you toward it. <laughs> I don't know about that, <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, how about you? Like, so, like, would you want to do it full time? Like, if you could do this podcast and write books at, uh-huh. at full time, would you go for it? So. And now, now that you have your daughter, especially. <laughs> yeah, that, so that's the thing. Um, and, and right, I kind of talked about it on the podcast with Andy. Right now, I think I'm in a place to just support my wife and what she wants to pursue. Um, so this is the hope. I, I don't know if this will happen. My hope is that Softy like blows up one day. Yes. And then I it can will, just. actually. <laughs> if y'all need investors, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Just, just a quick Softy plug. Um, if, if you guys came out to Swanee Fest. Thank you so much because they actually on Saturdays, they sold out completely. So they prepared enough for Saturday and Sunday on Friday. But I had to go back and forth giving, uh, bringing more uh, drinks and things like that to the stand because there was such high demand that we sold everything of that they prepared for Saturday and Sunday on Saturday. So they had to stay up all night Saturday preparing for Sunday again. So guys, if you, if you, if you, I, sorry, I wasn't there. If, if, if you were there because of this podcast, but uh, for all of you guys who came out, thank you so much. So no problem on behalf of everybody no, that came. There, yeah. You no were problem. there too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was um, amazing. Yes. I, I was sad when I got there and there's no more Boba. I was like, you know what? Oh, yeah. If, if you waited like an hour, I was I actually had brought, 
boba after. Uh, uh, sorry. Yeah. So good. We just didn't anticipate that much demand. Uh, but you know what's funny when I heard that because I was like, surely y'all y'all like you didn't prepare enough. Like you didn't think it'd be busy on Swanee Fest. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she's like, no. I was like, this is amazing stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. It's oh like, man. Yeah thanks. yeah. I I love it. I personally think nothing touches it. Like, wow. In that bubble tea realm, like not even close. Wow. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the hope is she's she opens a store and she brings enough of an income that I don't have to work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I, will, I don't think I will completely stop working. I might because I'm a manager at my company. I might try to scale back to more of an analyst role again because I'm I'm kind of like you. I don't really enjoy the managing people aspect of it. I prefer the more um, providing value through my own data analysis. Yeah, I, not not that I mind the managing right now. I, I'm kind of growing into it, but th- I think that's kind of what I would do, and that would free me up. Uh, like if I were to work part time, kind of like that, it would free me up to do more things like writing books, and doing the podcasting a little bit more seriously. Yeah. Um, I mean, not that I feel like the content we've been creating, especially the ones with guests, like um, Zealand one was really good. Anyone who listens to you guys, they they have understanding of like the process and your stories. So I think that was really good. Um, the past few with like Selena and Andy. Um, I think I know it has been resonating with yeah. a lot of people. So, um, yeah, like just seeing those things, even if I can't monet, like monetize this podcast, just the fact that at least in this local community, I can provide some sort of co- a value that way. Um, I, are, yeah. huh. I think like the fact that you share people's stories is mm-hmm. so cool because it adds value to our what it, like Korean American mm-hmm. culture. Yeah. And I think the more we like, if you just type in, look for like, any podcast by Koreans, there's not many of them. Mm. Like you're literally pioneering right now, which is amazing. It doesn't <laughs> uh, feel like it, probably, but uh, you really are. Yeah, uh, yeah. thanks. So, yeah, I, I think I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Um, I, I'm, I kind of have more of a hope that one day I can get into the space of more creative versus my career. Yeah, but I'm, I'm still. I, I struggle with what you were talking about on the daily too, um, and for me, it's growing up education was really pressed upon me like education is paramount so there's there's a sense that if i were to forsake my career it's almost like forsaking my upbringing kind of like dishonoring my parents well not, not you feel disowned not not that it's just I don't, I don't think my parents would ever like disown me like i'm sure they won't but it's just almost like ah oh, like he could have done it but he's not Kind of, I, I don't want to bring that kind of sadness to that. I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess we're kind of in similar places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So that's, it's that's the wrestle we all face. Yeah, and yeah. as Korean Americans, yeah, it's it's pretty common. So it's it's been an hour five minutes. Um, good place to stop, or do you, do you want to? I'm down about? to go. Yeah. Keep going if you are. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, thirty more minutes. Yeah, know. yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, this is completely unscripted. I feel like we've been getting a lot of good stuff. What do you, do you feel that way? Yeah. I'm such a Debbie Downer on myself. I don't really know if we did or not. Wow. No. I just, like with, <laughs> with your relationship talk, with, with the work and like your, your cultural identity piece, I think those are all really, all, all three of those, I think could have been separate episodes. Um, yeah. Because there's, there's it's things that is not just uh, a unique thing to you. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people struggle with it. And I'm sure like a lot of younger people especially who aren't in the life stage that you're at are probably wondering how do i navigate this how do i grow into this as an adult what's going to happen so i think um 
Yeah. If if I were to give advice to someone younger who is trying to be a creative, I would say start honing your craft right now. What totally you, agree. Yeah, you agree with that? When did you guys start with Zealand again? And I know we talked about this. Yeah. Um, so, like Zealand, the official release of Zealand, I would say when the, early this year, 2019. Yeah, right. But like we've been together since like 2011, 2012. Wow. But before that is like we were all honing our craft, like singing and playing terribly in our bedrooms <laughs> where nobody else saw. Uh-huh. And then the years of youth group worship team that people had to put up with us being pitchy and so like untrained as a worship leader mm. and wrote terrible songs and um, but still believing for something more. Because I think that, that's I think the core one of the things for discipline is a hope for a better future mm. and with that, whatever you're doing. Because I feel like if you don't care about something and you don't see potential in it, you wouldn't be disciplined in it in the first place. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, if you don't start young and if you don't build the discipline and if you aren't masterful at your craft, uh, I'm sorry, but it's not going to work out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you have to be good to, uh, to have an impact, right? Yeah. 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 So sure. I, growing up, I wonder if there are any people who feel this way, but even in high school, I would see people like trying to rap or trying to sing and things like that. And I would say they're not that very, they're not that good. Um, but these same people are people who are doing it real big now, um, yeah. who are like, blowing up they're doing performances they're really polished um so yeah i I, no matter how bad you start you it's the only place to go is up right so yeah Yeah, yeah. there you go (laughs) i like that that's a golden nugget right there yeah it's it's how you it's how you finish guys so if we can be any encouragement to anybody out there thinking about what they can do just just start doing it and you can do it bad you know me and Jim, when we first did our, so I, I started with just myself on this podcast, but the first time I had a guest on, it was with Jim because yeah. he helped with all the equipment and everything. There are like three episodes that I did with Jim that were so bad that I said, we can't read it. We can't read this. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was one really where we were so tired. Like it was, we did one back to back. We did the. First, um, I hope voters hear this episode. Yeah, yeah. And right after that, we did another one because I was like, hey, like, I want to hurry up and get this done while we have momentum. Yeah, yeah. But we were so tired. Like, we were like, hey, what if we just, <laughs> what if we just talk about? Like, and we said some pretty weird things. Like, yeah, so now I didn't release that. So it's okay to be bad um, as long as you can improve. I think, I feel like I've improved even in the episodes that I've released. The ones, I did very early on compared to now. I think there have been improvements. So I definitely, I think you feel more confident. Oh, for sure. I think that's what I hear in your voice as you speak now. It's like, yeah, that's how, that's kind of how we feel too with our music. It's like, you'll see, you'll hear and see the progression. (laughs) Like just get a little bit more masterful, but Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Keep at it guys. So I I actually wanted to ask you one question about Zealand. Yeah. Do you, you guys haven't really performed your songs yet, right? In, yes. in front of a live audience. Yeah. Do you guys have plans to or any desire to? Um, so one of my dreams, uh-huh. if I'm honest, is like I would love. So what's cool is on Spotify and um, what's called I do or Apple Artists, whatever, uh-huh. or Apple Music. It shows you which songs are popular where. Wow. So like 
Okay, so one, like, we haven't been invited to play anywhere. Because we personally <laughs> feel kind of weird, like, reaching out. Because that's not the world we've grown mm, up in yet. Like, yeah. we don't know how to band manage right, right now, you know? So, like, maybe one day we'll, like, reach out a little bit more, like, to, like, a few conferences. But, like, I think one of the things that I would love to see, I would love, like, because most of our listeners come from, like, East Cobb, Swanee, Duluth mm-hmm. area. And, like, I, I would love it, especially if we get a bigger following on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, like if we could do like a concert at Swanee Park, I think that would be wow, so cool. that would be cool because it's like it's like huge, it's like big but not too big mm-hmm. to where it could fit like a couple hundred pretty comfortably. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the dreams that I have because I would love to inspire and build a platform for people to see like, hey, like it's cool that they did that. I want to see how I can serve my community too. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, we we've actually played them in smaller gatherings but not like in an open event mm. yeah yeah yeah. only come though we've only played come in a public event but not like the other two or the other one I should oh say. <laughs> are you are you guys about to drop soon when is this being released this is gonna be saturday so this saturday yeah oh perfect so uh yeah next saturday next friday uh-huh we will be releasing another single which i'm really we're really excited about this one it's so fun uh-huh. um yeah and uh, we'll, we'll drop a teaser this uh, Friday. Awesome. So, so you got to yeah. follow them on Instagram to hear the teaser. Yeah. yeah there you go. So yeah, yeah. when you say Friday, are you saying uh, the 20th? 20- October 4th. October 4th. Yes, okay, yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. So then, well, I, I want to ask you, going back to the whole performance thing, because I, I know you say that you don't have a big of a following on, on your Zealand Instagram page, but w- did you ever consider utilizing the Everest platform? Um... Because with, with Everest, I feel like you guys have reach to all the local communities or local churches in our community. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, who's a member of your band, is kind of the founder of that movement, conference, yeah. initiative, initiative. Yeah, yeah. And, and all, all you guys are very involved in that, right? So, yeah. I mean, you've led, uh, as Everest band, you've led worship as well, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, a lot of crossing over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think... So this is so this is another thing. I think like I would love to. I think that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. But I like I think the stages where we're at with Everest or not, I think we're trying to build the community of oh, Everest at the same time, you know? Mm-hmm. And um I think that like I mean we could have like a like if it was just like a separate session yeah. where it's just music and not actual like a service kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, but um like so this is the hard thing about like navigating through church things is that like we do have great support from churches in the area. I think a lot of times people like, especially when it comes to music, there's there's a big thing, the theology, which is very important. Mm-hmm. But then there's the sound. And for some reason, we found that um, people are kind of particular about those things, especially when it comes to worship music. Because huh. uh-huh. I feel like a lot of people... Um, may prefer a certain style, which is fine. And I get that. I think... Yeah, yeah. I just think that it's like going back to the community supporting and being sacrificial is mm-hmm. the the other aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like with Everest, like we don't want to also in the early stages blur the lines between like, oh, like was that Everest brand or Zealand? Right. Because some of us do serve like because for Everest, we want that to be a platform to um, get um, people in our community involved, equip them and give them opportunities to serve. Mm-hmm. Um and I think Everest, this is actually our third year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think it would be definitely be cool. Um, it would be cool. It's just that 
is it is it in the talks? I don't know. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, because yeah. one of the cool things that you guys did for Softy early on is at I believe it was the second conference, the second year conference. So last year, we you guys actually invited us to to have the Softy stand, and it was actually one of the better times for Softy in terms wow. of revenue. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and the 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 thing that I thought provided a lot of value wasn't the fact that Softy's name got out there, but it's those Korean American, Asian American kids who saw my wife serving drinks and hearing that, oh, she made the cart herself. She started this business from the ground up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for them to see someone like me can do that, maybe I can do that too. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like Zealand as a band would provide that kind of inspiration I, I like and it's different from the everest band because everest band is leading worship but for them to see what, five or six grown adults who have jobs but they're still making time to pursue their passions and do it really well and see them perform live and then afterwards maybe they get to like you know come talk to you have conversations with you and things like that yeah i think that's if you look at it from that perspective i think it, it can have a a huge impact for sure yeah, yeah yeah i never thought of it that way yeah and because with everest if you you know invite all the churches you know all the youth group kids will come yeah um yeah one day it'd be really cool if uh you guys can do that at Sonia town center i think it would be the sickest thing yeah um, that's another thing like so there's another thing like i think one thing that i think uh korean american culture really wrestles with is false humility yeah and uh oh, like that. so for us like it would be it would feel weird to make it feel like a show because we would want it to feel like a worship set mm. but not but more artistic you mm. know what i'm saying yeah um because i think a lot of times like people will perceive it like oh it's just a show like why are they doing that mm. but i think there's a certain beauty to that yeah if you look at it with from a healthy perspective yeah um yeah because mm. i think one of the things is like I think worship should be artful and creative mm -hmm. and especially like anytime anybody brings an offering it uniquely speaks to their story yeah and i think like this is the music we like this these lyrics represent what we've been going through in our season mm -hmm. hopefully you relate and we hope you enjoy the music you know yeah because um, for us we just want to be an encouragement you know so yeah. and you know like i i think about all the other shows that these students are going to anyways, like rap concerts that aren't really, aren't always portraying a positive message. Yeah. <laughs> like if I think about that, yeah. it's like, I would rather them watch Zealand perform. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's like, oh, they should be more worshipful and it shouldn't be a performance. It's, you got to think about the alternative. Where else are they getting their performances? That's true. Yeah. You should speak to these Korean church elders, man. No, you know what? <laughs> What you guys got to do is you just got to do it and don't make it a church event. And they'll be like, oh, they're going to a concert, but they're Christians. Great. You know, it's all about it's all about framing, right? Yeah. It's all about That's the thing. Like, we also like kind of don't want it to be like at the, we kind of also don't want it to be like at the typical like Korean church venue. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's because that may, just makes it feel a certain way. Yeah. Like, and that's why Swanee Park would be so cool. That <laughs> would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys should look into that. Yeah. Yeah. I heard like. Yeah, I heard that like renting the space out there is actually not too bad. Mm. Yeah, so it would be a really cool like community effort to get people to help come together for things like that too. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, and you know, like all the pastor friends that we have, yeah. just talk to a few of them and have their have it on like a Friday night and have it be like a Friday night event. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Be, yeah so I, 
I think again, it's because I have a child now. I'm thinking more about future generations. But yeah, I want Aisley to grow up in a world where she can, you know, see someone like Stella singing for a yes. worship band and be like, wow, like I want to do that. And it's no longer could I do that? It's I could if I put enough effort yeah. into it. It should be how can I do it better than them? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's why I want the next generation to mm. start thinking. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I. Well, I just want to encourage you guys. Uh, I think you guys do that for 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 people who watch you, uh, who good. listen to you. Yeah. I just hope that more people watched and listened to you guys. Mm. Yeah. You guys, you guys are one of those uh, bands that I, I I look at your following and I say they need a bigger following. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Man. No, for sure. Yeah. Because it's hard. There are people out there who like really trashy people who have a huge following, and I'm like, why do people even enjoy this? But and I don't know. You guys have really good, uh, good Gotta music. Gotta get better at Instagram, man. <laughs> it's, a, it's a telling you. I mean, you know, it's a it's a different game. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. You know, you should talk to my sister-in-law. Uh, she runs the Instagram page of Softy. Yeah. I feel like she does a really good job, and mm. she she knows how to market. So. Do you guys like? Do you guys find it easy to get content? For. Like Softy, yeah, yeah. That's what we struggle with because, like, we need more like band pictures together. Yeah. But also, like, we need more like graphics, and then like, like that. So that's this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. That adds up financially. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not cheap. Yeah. Recording a song with equipment expensive. Getting it mastered expensive. Mm. All that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so with Softy, she, she does it on the cheap. So all the pictures that we have of our drinks and stuff, they're actually taken by our friends. Most of them, like Hemo. Hemo Ku, he's a really good photographer. Gotcha. Um, there are photos from Joe. Joe made a really Joe song. Yeah, yeah. Pastor Ian, pastor of Han Vision, he made a really awesome video for us. So like we were able to gather content that way, and we kind of cycle through it with yeah. um, different like announcements or and things like that. So, and the most content I think we get is when they go out on these pop-ups and we meet new people and we were able to like take pictures. We actually have a picture with uh, Brave's picture because we, we did an event at the Battery once. Okay, cool. Yeah, Soroka, uh, what's this? Mike Soroka. Oh, sick. Yeah, yeah. So I'm he not a big baseball guy, but, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> but We forever have a, he's been doing pretty well. I've, I've been hearing about him, but um, you like we for have a, forever have a picture of him holding a drink like a okay, softy that's drink. Awesome. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. awesome. So just just things like that. Like when you have opportunities like that, um, she knows to capture them. Yeah, and then she'll post them. Um, so I I'm not the person to speak to about that because um, like when I first wrote my book, I kept reading that writing your book is like 25 percent of the work, marketing it is a 75. Yeah, and I didn't I don't really do a good job of marketing my stuff. It's hard. Yeah, but um, Softy, because of Shirley's sister. Okay. They okay. do. I think they're really, yeah. I mean, they have, I didn't notice, I didn't realize this, but they have more than a thousand followers on Instagram. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize like that, that they have that big of a following. I thought they had like a hundred or two. But. Nah, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. They'll serve so many people and it's so good. I yeah. mean, yeah. Because yeah. especially because you have the pop-up model, mm. they have to follow you. Oh, that's if right. If they want to know where, where it's coming up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it kind of works to your advantage. Yeah, and you guys you guys should utilize that, you know, to say, if you guys were to do performances and things like that a little bit more regularly, mm-hmm. then you have to follow us to know where we're going to be next. Yeah. Especially those free events. If you guys were to do like free events, then people would love that. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Right now, we're, like, of the mindset, like, get more. So, like, if we played live, like, mm-hmm. we want to have our, like, own set to play. 
Because mm. you know, like two songs, like you don't want to just show up for two songs. Yeah. Maybe like five. Like once we hit that five mark. Like, yeah. So um, yeah, I mean that's that's in the other part of it too. It's like kind of a logistical thing too as well. Because if you're gonna put on a show or for people to come out, like yeah. you want it to be worth their time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, but. Yeah, I hope you guys get there soon. I mean, one thing I will say, though, is even if you have to play songs that you guys haven't released, I think that would be, like, really cool cool thing to do. That's, right? that's true, too. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, that is very true. Like, oh, I got I got to go to this one event, and Zealand played a song that they're not even, like, it's not even on Spotify yet. Mm. You know? Like, that's yeah, like yeah, a... Yeah, yeah, I, I know, uh, you know Lydia Yoon? Yes. So she she's played amazing. a... Yeah, she's, she's so good. But she played a song at this one, like, church concert thing uh, a while ago. And she still hasn't released it yet, but I feel special because I know that, like, I've heard that song, and I know that she's eventually gonna release it. Mm. Like, I, I feel like I'm kind of like on the inside. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, if if you kind of utilize that model, then um, yeah. I wonder if the the we, no, we should we actually should. <laughs> so, but we're all you know it's really bad. We're all very professionistic, mm. perfectionistic. So it's yeah. like. It's like, yeah. Right, <laughs> Even right. when we go back and listen to our old stuff, we're like, dang it, we should have done this. Uh, it's just like, it's just hard. Like, you have to learn to just release. Um, but no, you're right. Yeah, that's a good idea. You, you know, when I first released my song or published my song on Amazon, not song, I yeah, published, right. <laughs> <laughs> when I first published my book on Amazon, you took it off. I actually had to take it off several times to correct typos that oh, people found. No. Yeah. But actually, you know, Dave Ramsey? Yeah. He actually said, I got in such a cycle of because his first book that he released, he got in such a cycle of fixing things and whatnot that he finally just had to release it. And if he had something to fix, he'll he'll fix it. But if he didn't do that, he was just gonna get caught in the cycle forever, and he would never, never release it. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's why I did it that way. I was that's like, you know what? I can spend my entire life perfecting this, but. I'm just gonna go ahead and release it, and any egregious errors, I'm sure my friends will tell me. So I'll go back and fix it. So yeah. that's that's kind of what I did. Yeah, yeah. You brave. You brave. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys, you guys have have the content and the talent to do it. So yeah, yeah I think it's hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guys, we gotta encourage them so that they keep making good, amazing songs. Yeah. Thanks, man. That's really. I'm really encouraged right now. Yeah. Because, like, I'll be honest. Like, I never really know the impact of what we put out. Mm. You know, what's funny is like not until I went to the retreat that you guys had at your church. Mm -hmm. Like, like some of the guys like, oh, hey, your music's pretty cool. Like, I actually don't hear that at all from any person. Like, and so like for me, it's kind of like, do people are are they feeling this? Uh (laughs) Are they not? You know. You know. You know what's funny? At that retreat, one of the college kids they came up to me. He's like. Hey, isn't that guy from Zealand? Oh my! No, like one hundred percent. That's hilarious. Yeah, so it's That's so funny. Yeah, you guys, people do listen to you that you probably aren't aware of. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just got That's that inner voice I keep talking about. Yeah, so, man, that inner yeah. voice is uh It can be toxic sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so you, some there. I feel like it's a discipline in and of itself to ignore that inner voice. Yes, for yeah, sure. Yeah, especially when that leads to the trickle-down effect of how it affects other people. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. What do you mean? Like, elaborate a little bit on that. So, I mean, like, you know how sometimes people, when they start to feel or believe certain things about themselves, mm-hmm. they'll project that emotion onto other people, whether it be, I don't really believe in myself, and I start to think negatively about, negatively about myself, but yeah. 
I really believe in that value, love others as you love yourself. Mm -hmm. And so like, if you begin to treat yourself poorly and begin to say things negatively to other people, like, and I've also also wrestled with wrestled with this, like, especially when I'm in a bad mood, I sometimes just let loose on people. Um, Not let loose like yelling, but just like super sarcastic and hurting their feelings and right. um, affecting their ability to believe in themselves. And mm -hmm. this is huge, especially like when you're in like leading worship, because like, there's, there is a certain level of confidence that you have to have to, like, do you believe in the gifting and the thing that God's called you to? Mm. Because if you start to self that, like, yeah, you can connect with God, but you're not connecting others to God. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, learning to encourage and speak life into other people is a big thing. Um, yeah. And you can't do that if you're not doing it to yourself. Yeah. Or sometimes people do do that, but they just end up having very negative internal thoughts to themselves. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's something we all struggle with. Yeah. We'll get better at it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, b before we, uh, I feel like we could keep talking forever, um, but I want to keep it at one thirty, just to respect the time of the people. Because one of the things that people tell me is uh, when, like Joe Rogan, some of his episodes are three hours long, and it's hard to keep track. Like they'll have to, because their yeah. commute is only too, so long, and then they're like, when they come back to it, they forget what they were talking about. So. Yeah. So I want to cap it at 1.30 here. But okay. before we sign off, I want to give a few shout-outs. Um, you know Andy Un? Andy Un. Andy Un. He released his, or he published his website, his personal website. Um, so if you guys liked the coaching episode that I did with him, I think three episodes back, um, go check it out and get to know kind of who he is. And that, I would say, is the best way to connect with him. So if you wanted to talk to him, have conversations with him, um, go to andyun.com. Super simple. www.andyeun.com. You can go there. Uh, second, Softy, like I said before, thank you guys so much for coming out. It was a great weekend. Man, I was so tired. I was driving back and forth. Uh, man, I, it, was, it was really tiring. But uh, yeah, just seeing the, the so many people coming out. Because Swanee Fest is a very big event in and of itself. But a lot of people just came for Softy, which was really cool. Huge. You're a good man. Yeah. Um, and Zealand, guys, uh, Junie gave us a little uh, secret news, top secret news. Uh, they're going to be releasing a song uh, within the next week of hearing this, this podcast. So keep an eye out for them, uh, yes, the yes. release. Go follow them. It's Z-L-N-D, four letters, Z-L-N-D, Zealand. Um, and yeah, they're... You know what I really liked about your posts? The one video where you guys have like snips from like back in the day of you guys playing together that really tells a story and I, I, <laughs> great content like that guys you can't get it unless you follow them so go follow them on instagram uh guys thank you so much for listening today if uh, you have any sort of feedback for us please uh email me at ihthtpodcast at gmail.com that's i hope they hear this abbreviated or follow me on instagram at i hope they hear this and if you want to connect with uh Chuni, just follow follow them on Instagram. Yeah, That's... you can always slip into my DMs. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening once again. I uh, will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.